Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, ear jockeys, Ben here. Do you like podcasts? Do you like podcasts featuring Dragon Friends and Dragon Friends adjacent people? Well, there's good news. There's a new podcast called Your Attention Please, which is a night of speeches delivered in character without context. There's two episodes up right now featuring Toby Schmitz and your favourite little goblin, Demi Lardner. You can find it wherever you find your podcasts. And if you're in Sydney, you can catch it live. Uh, this show will feature our very own Johnny PlayStation, Tom Walker, on the 24th of September at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. But now, here's the show. In the beginning, there was one world and one reality. At the center of this world was a beautiful god stone that the gods placed there to stick the world together. Now the gods knew that none would harm the god stone and charged none with its defense, but Mistra, who was wise and cautious, created a single child to guard the god stone and warn her if ill befell it. That was the first child. The first child was fierce in her duty, but she held the stone too firmly and it cracked into nine shards. From these pieces, nine worlds were formed. Each world held a shard and the shard remembered from where it came. These shards were found. Their finders became the first planeswalkers, able to harness shard power to travel between the worlds. When the planeswalkers found each other, there were terrible wars. But after the wars, there was the shard Treaty and the planeswalkers formed a council pledging to control planar travel. To this end, they built they built a shield around the nine known worlds called the Cradle, and decreed that outside was wild space, and to venture beyond the Cradle was forbidden. And so there was peace until now. The dragon friends have cracked this peace asunder. The nine known worlds are in turmoil. Turmoil. That's fine. Keep the, going. The dragon friends have cracked this. Well, Fuck. <laughs> Beth, Beth, can you just... Thank you. The Dragon Worlds have... The Dragon Worlds! Uh, Beth, if I may offer a counterpoint, please keep all of this in. <laughs> the Dragon Friends have cracked this piece asunder and the nine known worlds are in turmoil. And your journey has seen you travel far and wide across the cradle in search of a way home. You have lost your ship. You have lost your memories. You have lost a dear and loved friend. And yet... You cannot help but feel that your journey is nearing its inevitable end. The heart of glass now lies in orbit around a blasted plain of ice called the Deadlands. This was a land that learned what it cost to disobey the council. For the crime of creating the Lance of Perix, the entire race of titans who lived here were exiled far beyond the cradle, far beyond the stars. And since that day, the Deadlands have been dormant until some say... A warlock named Frizo built a fortress here. A fortress that your vessel is gliding towards. So within our memories, though, Frizo doesn't remember the last time he was at the, the tower he's built on the... You've lost three months of memories, that's correct, but people have been starting to fill this in for you. Let me, let, I, I wouldn't recognise the tower anymore. Yeah, let, me, let, let, me, let me try and make this clearer for you. You remember what Frizo remembers. <laughs> No, but what does Frieza remember? That's the. <laughs> I'm asking if Frieza would recognise the tower when he when, when we fly over it, or does the ship just know where the tower is, or oh. can we spend an episode just exploring a planet? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only uh, construct. The entire plane of the Deadlands is now just blasted ice, tundras, and ice storms. I feel like if Frieza did make a tower, it would probably be in the shape of his own face. Oh, also, my very there's a, giant, there's a giant brickwork facade of Frizo's face. Um, its mouth is mechanical and it laughs, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And then fireballs fire out. Is that canon? Canon, sure. The mouth not? is, yes. 
Because I would have thought that Frito might have used the construction of a tower as an opportunity to remind everyone what his very fine chongus looks like. It's a very phallic kind of, you know... Uh, you made symbolism. it in the image of your own very normal chongus. Very normal chongus. Well, in many ways, all towers are an image of um, some kind of chongus. What does your chongus look like? Uh, brickwork. Anyway, <laughs> not important. One thing that we do need to address, of course, is that after his triumphant return, Baston Indrirovich <laughs> is not here because fucking Eden Lacey got an ad. Good for him. Um, which is taping right now. And so what we were just going to do the normal thing, yeah. which is get Baston to sort of be eating an apple the whole time. Taffy, I think, is the favourite dragon friend's yeah. reason for missing Morning, an episode. But we thought, fuck that. This has to have consequences. So me and Dave decided that we'd get an audience member to play. Yeah. <laughs> so one of you... And so Today we, is going to play the part yeah. of Baston, handsome man. And so we, we, yeah, we talked about this and we ran into someone in the foyer that we thought was a pretty bloody good fit. Yeah, we haven't really explained it to them yet, but... No, we just said... You Emma just... Balfour, come on down! Hi, Emma. Hi, I'm not Emma Balfour. I'm Eden Lacey. I am he. <laughs> oh, deeply in character. Thank you. Uh, have you I, played Dungeons and Dragons before? I have. I have played a Wheel of Time RPG, which is like Dungeons and Dragons, but shit. Uh huh. With like home rules, or like, do they make this themselves? Oh, it was like the 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 DM and his wife knew the world. The rest of us didn't, and we were fucking around, and they were taking it very seriously and getting very You'll annoyed. You fit at us. right in. Yeah. It was <laughs> Great. Well, you were playing um, Baston Andrirovich, newly returned to the Dragon Friends after his sojourn on the Bluffs of Chance. Uh, he's a wildly benevolent pansexual monk slash fighter uh, who loves all. Uh, but none more than these three wretches. Is that fair? Oh, and he has really shiny pants. Really yeah. shiny, okay. So if you can just embody all of that. Mm. Okay. Uh, right. then shiny, shiny pants, and that's his personality? That's yeah, a, okay, basically. Cool. Good. He's the best. He is the best. Yeah, He's can you just say... Best. There you go. Good pipes. So there, on the bridge, um, as your ship glides through the inky night in the Deadlands, you find a moment of respite as the ship has once more pierced the phlogiston and come through to a new world. Uh, so, Frizo's the navigator, isn't he? Yes. So, are we on course towards the tower? Uh, you could always ask your ship's computer that. Uh, Logan's on screen. Yep, once again, name's Logan, but that's all good. Um, we're all catching up. Um, yes, you just said on screen. What does that mean? Well, I want you to get on the screen. It's currently blank. Hello, here I am. Oh, hello. Put some clothes on, Logans. Ha! Ah, nah, it's a, it's a good one. What what's up? <laughs> uh, I we're looking. I think I think we're headed towards a tower. Have, yeah, have you the, been there before? It's the only identifiable structure uh, on the planet. Right. And when, how long ago was it constructed? Uh, I couldn't tell you that. Was it was it, it three months ago, or was it like this is a time travel scenario? I'm just wanting to make sure we're across. What are you asking me? <laughs> if you can, you carbon date the tower. Is what I'm asking. Can I carbon date the tower? <laughs> you've got, you've got little. You've give got, it a scan. Give it a scan. Now the tower is still several hundred kilometers away, and because you're now skimming low, it'll probably take you a little bit of time to get close enough to do a scan. Line. All can right. I, can I ask a question about the tower? Yes, Baston. Uh, science, if, of, science officer Baston. Science, science, science officer Baston. In the interest of science, if the tower that we can see is. Frizo's face. Does that mean Frizo's body is buried underground? Is <laughs> it like one of those Easter if Island we, situations? Like, yeah, like, like a real Titanic we, iceberg situation. If we dig deep enough, can we find the incredibly normal Chongus? Oh. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Just to, do you think <laughs> on Easter Island, the heads that are there, their bodies <laughs> yeah, go all I the way down? Well, I mean, where did you come across this? <laughs> no, I mean that's. Wait, no. Some of them do. Some of them do. It's true. Thank you! So, uh, oh, a random really? person in the audience said they 100% do. Sure. No, 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 it's, it's true. They're, the, they're torsos, but, they, but most of them are buried. Well, if, if we're spending this time uh, just flying and coasting towards the tower, should we maybe, and Vilge, maybe you're going to over, overrule me on this, but should we perhaps interrogate this strange lizardman who is aboard our oh, ship. Oh, interrogate is instantly a nasty oh, word. Oh, I mean, he's, we've invited him to lead our squadron of um, flying bumblebees? Hummingbirds, Humming but birds? you were close. But what kind of insane person agrees to do that? A psychopath, you know what I mean? Mm, it's really never stopped a membership of the Dragon Friends <laughs> in the past. True. 
Scaleson, get in the chair. Uh, Frizo is, of course, referring to Jeremy Scaleson, who has travelled with you for all of about an hour, and <laughs> the death of 700 Tinker Gnomes notwithstanding, it's been a good productive hour. And, so, and the chair I'm referring to is just like it's in, it's in, it's a salt in the on the bridge. There's all of the instruments and all that. There's and just the throne. The only the, yeah, but in the corner, you don't get to say what's there. No, it's a huge ship. Do you want to go to the interrogation room? Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, but let's give it a fun name, like the uh, Q and A sesh after a panel. Interrogation. Uh, do you want to call it the Q and A sesh after a panel? What did Emma say? I like that. It was good. Interrogation stage. The interrogation stage. Excellent. Sounds very chill. Um, is there an autopilot on the ship? Is that you, Lodgins? Uh, it's once again. Hmm. I, yep, that's me. Great. <laughs> All right, well... Ah, you broke my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Bobson uh, leads you down to, through numerous corridors into a small room that has an iron chair in front of one of those steel tables with the handcuff eyelet and one of those lamps that you can point at someone. Yeah, is that um, um, Is there one-sided glass? Wind? Yeah, yeah, sure. You can one, one interrogator you know, can go inside. One-sided else. glass is a mirror. <laughs> Depends what side of the mirror you're on. You've never been behind a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all mirrors Except are one way. Except for that brief when you were imprisoned by a witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. If you guys want to have a look, there's a, there's a room there that you can see into the other room. It's all set up. Uh, Jeremy, could you just strap yourself into that chair, please? <laughs> Is this going to get kinky? Only if we want it to. Well, which... do you want it to? Yes. Let me just remind you, first and foremost, that I am taken. But that doesn't mean and we don't I'm, have an arrangement. I'm, I'm also <laughs> taken with you. Ooh. Oh! Everybody gets one. <laughs> Emma, I know that this is best done, but you've been on stage for one minute. Stop trying to fuck the dragon, friends. <laughs> uh, all right, so while Jeremy's strapping himself into the chair... Uh, Very obligingly. Yes. Uh, Very obligingly. I'm using my tail to, to like close the clasps Absolutely. on my wrists and ankles. <laughs> nice. Uh, lock them in real good. Uh, Filge and Freezer are out the front of the in- interrogation stage having a chat. Um, hey, Filge. Mm-hmm? Uh, have you, are, are you aware of the trope good cop, bad cop? Yes. Excellent. Which cop do you want to be? Maybe a uh, good cop. Okay. I'll be the bad cop then. Which um, which which cop am I? No no no, you're the you're you're the cop who just tried to fuck one of the suspects. <laughs> so you've got to wait in the mirror room now. You're the you're the, you're the cop going to HR Cat. right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be Bobson. <laughs> That's right, Bobson Dugnut is still with you. So so I'm gonna I'm gonna go into the to the the room where the mirror isn't a mirror. With Bobson, yeah. yeah. With Bobson, um, but we're going to shout through the mirror the whole time. Maybe. Or, yeah. You, yeah, you, or maybe you're the cuck cop who just wants to watch. I don't know. Look. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? This, all right, this conversation done, Jeremy sitting, I would, I would say with good humour, like, he's a good sport, is sitting in the chair. He's not handcuffed in when in saunters in Filge and Frizo. Well, 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 <laughs> Mr. Scaleson, it's great to have you on board and we're very happy to be flying with you. Me hope you're having a good day. <laughs> Why? And then she turns and puts big thumbs up to Frieza. All right, Frieza, smiling to Filge and then turning to Jeremy, takes his gun and puts it in Jeremy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I just do a, a, a check to see that I can just like wrench it uh, out of Frizo's hand with yeah, my strong mandibles? Yeah, make for me mandibles? a dexterity saving throw. And your mouth That's is so long. Oh, you, you, dis- you disarm him very quickly and spin the gun with sort of serpentine grace until it clicks into your hand and you make a show of not pointing it at Frizo or are you going to... Can I just say that I do that with my... Uh, from mouth I spit it and my tail catches it and I just let it dangle down. Oh, you grabbed it with your tongue? Tail. I t- with my tail. I, I grabbed it with my mouth and then my tail grabbed it and it's just sort of hanging there. <laughs> Very <I> cool. <laughs> Look, to be honest, I think as the good cop, you're the you're gonna have to ask for it back. <laughs> <laughs> Frizo, I, I think feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna lose a lot of status if I ask for it back, yeah. so I think uh, before we go any further, uh, we're gonna need to decide on a safe word. <laughs> 
from the other room, you hear, no. <laughs> <laughs> from my experience, no is a very confusing scene. <laughs> what about don't shoot? Again, another very confusing <laughs> scene. Um, all right, Scaleson. I don't like you and you don't like me. <laughs> I like you very much. Scaleson, I like you and you like me. <laughs> you got it, buddy. But you need to tell us what your plan is here and what you want from us. No, if actually, you want. Oh, no, sorry. No, keep going. You need to tell us what your plan is and you need to tell us what you want. And what your birthday is so we can plan something good. <laughs> Well, birthdays are tricky with my species. We hatch out of eggs. So is it the day that the egg comes out or the day that I come out of the egg? It's tough. Egg, out of egg! <laughs> Phil has very strong opinions. <laughs> well, then that's my egg day. And my egg day is the 4th of June. Aww. And she takes out a tiny little book. <laughs> and I write it down. She can't write or read. <laughs> Okay, what's your game plan here? Is this an intimidation check? Is this a persuasion check? What are you trying to do? We're just trying to get info out of him. To, uh, to yeah. What info are you, Hing, trying to get out? I just want to know what his plan is. Like, I want to know yeah. what he wants. Why is he's he on our us. side? Is he gonna, you know, is he gonna double cross us? Yeah. Frizo. We don't have trust- our loyalty. We want to know how trustworthy he is. Guys, Look. I can hear you. I'm right here. We're talking to. <laughs> We're talking to our deity. <laughs> Frizo, listen. I'm here. Hyperion Max. If he's still alive, I need to bring him back to the fold. And you were the last known people to right. see him. Now, are you aware that th- there is sort of a popular consensus outside of this ship <laughs> that we murdered him? Now, no offense, Frizo, but I doubt very much that you have the wherewithal to murder Hyperion Max. <laughs> Logans, get me another gun! <laughs> uh, and you hear a voice not from Logans, but from behind the, um, the mirror. Oh, hello, it's the mirror talking. <laughs> no, it's Bobson. Um, oh, the fairest of them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, look, your, uh, your landing shuttle's ready to go. If you, uh, if you guys want to take a tour of that. Uh, not actually, it's uh, the hummingbird. Oh, the hummingbird, that's right, yes. We Sorry, can't fit in the hummingbird, or did you make us a big one? You asked for a big one to be made. For Jeremy. That's mm. right. I did! Good. Can we all fit in it, or just Jeremy? Well, you can go see it if you want. Oh, Jeremy, your uh, our hummingbird is ready. Aha! That's a weird sex thing, as well as the plane that I am um, getting made for me. So I don't know if you know that. What's the hummingbird? I'll it's tell you. It's the coming bird is the name of his <laughs> no. weird sex thing. Hing, it's the coming bird. That's so upsetting. <laughs> I upset Hing. Oh, no. I did it. <laughs> it didn't really take that much of the day. It, suge- uh, it suggests just a lot of arm movement. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> a lot of very frantic, ineffectual arm movement. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. And maybe a flower that you dip in your mouth into. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. Um. <laughs> anyway, Bobson takes you down back to the hangar where Tinker Gnomes are furiously assembling what looks now to be a beautiful a lizard-sized hummingbird in the style of the little fighter planes that you've seen the Tinker Gnomes scramble in front of. So this has obviously been built for you, Jeremy. It does look like it would only fit one of you, but um, Bobson has something else to show you. Yes! It, it's, a, it's my bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays some bass. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. What you been learning? I've been learning from some, some tabs. <laughs> can you play can you, the theme can, from Seinfeld? Can you, play, can you play Smoke on the Water? Yep. And he goes, bump, 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 up. Uh, uh, oh, it's hard when you're looking. <laughs> anyway, and he puts it away. Uh, what else is he got? The hangar craft. <laughs> <laughs> what? Landing craft. Oh, yeah, the landing craft that I mentioned before. <laughs> look at this. What is that? It's a, it's a thing that'll get you out of the... Look, the atmosphere on this uh, dead land is a little bit hard for teleportation. So it's like a space rowboat? Yeah, so now you're getting it. Yeah, all right. So so this is a vessel for about four to five of you, and it has sort of pintle-mounted guns on either side of it, but otherwise it looks pretty fragile compared so to the giant ship that you're in. Should we send Scaleson and someone else in the Hummingbird to protect the landing craft as we, as we land then? That's up to you. Does some, how many people fit in the Hummingbird? Just Jeremy, and the rest of you right. fit in the right. lander. I reckon, I reckon we could squish Bobson in, though. <laughs> Bobson <laughs> yeah, in, the, that's true. in the Hummingbird? Good or thinking, in the Baston. <laughs> 
I feel like that's probably up to Bobson. <laughs> no, you're right. No, um, no. <laughs> uh, so Bobson's going in Jeremy's craft or in our craft? I'll Jeremy. go in, if I can fit in Jeremy's, I'll yeah, go Yeah, he in. should sit on his lap. Okay. Hello. Jeremy should open, open up his mouth like a, like a pelican and Bobson can sit, <laughs> <laughs> sit in like a... Uh-huh. We'll, yeah. we'll make it work. Okay, at Sirens Blair and um, suddenly the face of Logans appears for the ship has now finally <laughs> arrived at the tower. Oh, hey guys, uh, got some good news and some bad news. What do you want first? Uh, both at the same good time. Cut. What? <laughs> Alternate good words. Uh, good news, I'll be honest, I, I thought you'd ask for the bad first, <laughs> and to give me some time to think. Alright, go to the bad news then. Bad news is but there better be good news at the end of this. Alright, yep, well, bad news is we've got, a, um, we've got a transmission from the tower coming in. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, well, I'll play it, um, and then you hear a voice that says, um, Identify yourself, emergency countermeasures in place, tower currently in lockdown, identify yourself. Is it Frizo's voice? It sounds a bit like Frizo. It's like a mechanical version oh, of Frizo's um, voice. Hello, me. Uh, I'm me. Oh, uh, you. Uh, what? What? Uh, what? Uh, hey, hey, do you? What? <laughs> Who's? Who? What? Frizo? Frizo? Who? How are you? How are you doing that? <laughs> uh, can Frizo talk to the tower? Well, it will go through me. Just want to make sure that you uh, want to send that. Yes, just tell the tower and Frizo. <laughs> Logan starts compare, connecting his notes and then reads you back a transcript of what's come. Uh, hello, yes, it is me. Uh, what, yeah, who, uh, it, it, you, Frizo. Okay, just, you? just say that I'm Frizo. T- tell them that Frizo's here. Uh, okay, sending that back. <laughs> Sends it back. It's just got to wait for the yeah. little hourglass shows up. Yeah. It's just... And then there's a ding. Yep. Um, identity unable to be verified from this distance. Welcome home, Frizo. Please enter passcode. Oh. Uh, so what's on the screen now? Just a, a little keyboard rolls out the lo- um, from a pedestal. Is it a QWERTY one or is it just numbers? I, no, it's a QWERTY one. Is there a little, like, forgot your password box? <laughs> <laughs> is there, there is not. Is there a clue? Damn. Do I have to do a capture as well? <laughs> I don't know if Frizo could like uh, captures the net to show that prove that you're human, and I don't know if Frizo could pass That's one. That's why I'm asking. Uh, Frizo, Frizo, you should try password. No, I th- oh. mm. you, Hound, just yes. outside of this reality, have you, Dave? Do you know what the password is? Right here, buddy. You've written it down. Yeah. How many? Do, so, do, do we know how many letters it is? Seven or more, usually. No, it doesn't. No, say. it doesn't say. It have Damn. to have a capital and a. And a number, presumably. Yeah. This is a simple keyboard. There's no shift keys. Capitalization. Right. Yep. There's no numbers, three, three, just letters. Z- <laughs> zero. zero. R-U-L-E-Z. That's my guess. <laughs> okay, think, Freezer. If you were trying, what's a word that is special to you and no one else? Witch bolt, maybe? <laughs> Would it be witch bolt? What about baker boy? A bakery. Maybe it's bakeries. <laughs> What about you know Dragon what? It, Friends? It, it said... Or do you reckon it could be Dragon Friends? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> could be Acquaintances. <laughs> um, Murder is good. Mm. What if... Uh, it's Suddenly a little, another hourglass starts and you realise there's a timer counting It said I, we couldn't be identified from this far out. Maybe I should go right up to it and ask. I think you should punch in a password. All right. Let's try... If your heart says Witch Bolt, you should go with that. No, I know Dave wouldn't make it that easy. Who, who is Dave? <laughs> One of the many voices in my head. <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try Mistra. Okay, uh, Mistra, um, yeah. the, the god in the temple that you were raised in. Yes. Great. Yes, interesting guess. Surprising guess. And as you type those letters, M-Y-S-T-R-A, and then press a space return key, there is a second where you hold your breath and it seems like the password is accepted before red lights flash and suddenly a message is blasted on the display in front of you, launching countermeasures. And then a voice you hear. I'm, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a, uh, a final voice message from the tower and it just says, Countermeasures launched! This is what happens! This is what happens! <laughs> and you can see suddenly a cloud of what seems to be like buzzing um, fighters 
pouring out from the cloud. Now, from the protection of the heart of glass, you are fine. They will plink helplessly off its shields, but this cloud of fighters is now scrambled, orbiting the tower. But are we in the landing craft now? No, you. but if you want to get to the tower, you're going to have to fly through it. Can we shoot down these fighters from the safety of the ship? The heart of glass doesn't have weapons. The hummingbirds. The hummingbirds. We've got, do. yeah. Yes. How, how, many of, how, many of our so fleet, how many of our crew is left? Well, <laughs> well, we didn't send. I don't any like the way you say left. It suggests <laughs> a cavalier attitude towards their well-being. But it's just look, there's a, there are resources. Resources are there to be used. You have six wings of twelve uh, fighters each. These are your ace pilots um, of. And how many? And how many little? How many of their craft are protecting the tower? Um, so you have seventy-two fighters. But how many? How, no, how many of their craft are protecting the tower? You can't really see. It's like a mist. It's a big cra- cloud. Yeah, fifty or so. I think we should send Frizo in the Hummingbird, so they rec- so he can fly up closer mm. and and present himself to the tower. All right. And maybe we send um, the other uh, the security forces in the Hummingbirds as his protection. Will Frizo fit in a regular Hummingbird? He would only. No, fit he in has yours. to fit in Jeremy. Okay. I think he has to go in Jeremy's one. What do you think of this plan, Jeremy? I guess so. The other thing we could do is go down with our fighters, and we could clear the path for the launch. Uh, you know, provide a vanguard for you and 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 clear the way for you guys to get through. Do, do we see do we see another use for these people? Because they're like, let's be honest, <laughs> they're, they're going to be like a one use crew. Do you know what I mean? I've seen Star Wars. You're going to lose at least. <laughs> what lessons did you learn from Star Wars? <laughs> that ships that ships are fragile. <laughs> Is this Frieza? Did Frieza watch Star Wars in Freeside? I think he, I think he watched it in the uh, in the limo while he was in Japan. I yeah. Think. In season three? Okay. Uh, me think enough blood has been spilled. If we just send Frizo, then worst that can happen is only Frizo dies. Now, sounds, of course, this sounds is, good. In some ways, this is Jeremy's decision because you have been uh, promoted to flight captain of the Heart of Glass. So these are actually, these pilots are, will respond to your orders. If Frizo dies, we'll never get access to that tower. Like it or not, his stupid brain is where his memories are. And we need those memories back. No, so if he no, dies, his 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 stupid brain is inside the big tower. In the, it's a big, it's his his head. <laughs> but in another That's way, nice. that big brain is needs a key, which is his brain mm. to unlock that bigger brain. Baston, I love you, but you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, all right, so let's do the vanguard option then. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna summon all uh, the fighter crew. Yep, so um, a, a grizzled one called whose um, call sign is Sparks, who is your second, comes up to you. Well, if that's what you say, that's what we'll go. Goo! <laughs> yeah, it's an old tinker gnome saying. Goo into the deep blue sky. Sparks. Yes, you- I'm very unwell. And then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one immediately replaces him. Yeah, so he, 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 <laughs> ah, yeah. Sparks His call sign is problems. Caboose. <laughs> Caboose here. Sparks had brain problems. <laughs> Caboose, <laughs> you know these fighters and this crew better than I do. Sure do. So I'm going to put you in charge of Squadron A, and I'll take Squadron B. Right, so Squadron A is, of course, Crystal Wing, and he's, uh, he's offering to get you to be in charge of Gold Wing. That's mm-hmm. two, those are the two best, I was going to say the 12 best pilots. That is the 11 best pilots on the ship after Spark sadly died. <laughs> so what is it, Golden Wing, Crystal Wing? Your Crystal Wing, yep. Golden Wing. Gold Wing. And there's Silver Wing. They're the, so the, those three Wait. are the aces, and then you have some of the trainee rookie pi- pilots. What, what, are, what are their names? Send say them. all of their names, Dave. <laughs> well, that's Red Wing. Um, yep. Brown Wing. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, damn it, Dave knows a lot of colours. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Citrus Wing. Oh. Yeah. Chartreuse Wing? Yeah, Chartreuse. Chartreuse, Chartreuse, Chartreuse. That's what I said. You all heard me say it. So, yeah, those uh, are the wings. Okay. A wing with me. Squadron A, you'll flank Crystal Wing. Crystal Wing. Squadron B, you're coming with me. Uh, this is all set up so that I can say, come around me, boys. Hello, bees. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Uh, can I... Um, well, well, shouldn't we send the trainees because they're just going <laughs> to We're die. not here to lose lives. We're here to save them. Now get in that craft. But if we're going to lose lives... Get in that craft. Make Should an intimidation check for me. He does still have me. your gun, by uh, the way. That's a 16. You feel cowed by Jeremy's presence. And for once, you shut up and you get in the fucking <laughs> craft. 
All right. Oh, we should do that more often. That feels great. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, how do we um, how, describe space flying? No, I've, <laughs> I've, I've made up rules for this. So, um, you launched how many? Just two wings? Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, two two squads any, of any wings that you launch are lives on the line. Okay, two squads of three. One it's on a squad of wings. A squad is six. So oh. one squad, one squad split in two. Uh, three on each side, flanking the craft. So the what's Caboose doing? He's got the he's heading up uh, on the right side. The three on the right flank, and I'm the. So you're just taking crystal wing. Only t- you're only going to take six fighters against this swarm. Have you taken crystal wing before? It is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I lost an entire weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Great. All right. And the rest of you are in the ship and you're going to launch? Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. The Um, the other um, 65 pilots wave to you. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Okay. What are we going to do? Sorry. Just quick change of plan. Sorry. Pull together, Scaleson. I'm just a bit emotional because so I'm many really you're sweating under the pressure of leadership. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I'm just I'm sweating under the pressure of numbers. <laughs> it's there, not my strong suit. There are 72 pilots, six wings of six. Okay. So no, no, uh, no. six wings of twelve. That was my confusion. Sorry, a wing is yeah, a fighter wing. Wing is 12 ships. Oh my god, I'm doing it too. Okay. Crystal Does wing. anyone here know any maps? <laughs> Silver Wing and Crystal Wing are going to flank the spacecraft. We're going to send the rest of the squad fanning out in front of us to clear a path directly towards. So they'll basically. So you are sending the rookies first. I mean, we're all family. <laughs> and then these guys are going to follow behind in the landing craft. Yeah, but we're going to flank on either side. Yeah, great. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so you fan, um, you launch all the fighters on the ship, and you start racing towards the ground very quickly. Your um, from your vantage point, you can see safely from the rear, like a good captain. You watch as a wave of the academy's best and brightest launch and hit the cloud of, and seem to be immediately consumed by this cloud of. As you get closer, you see our mechanical ice methods that are. Um, tiny little sort of wasp-like demons that are flying around the tower. And they fight and they struggle and they begin to die. But they, as they do that, they start to pull the cloud back and it starts to thin out. And soon you can see a patch that is clear as Logan's, uh, through his comms, informs you of the death tally to date. Uh, yeah, just looking at the... Do you guys want these numbers? or Because I did say I needed some good news. So. <laughs> mm, yeah, go on. Uh, Dave, what are our, de- what are our, what are our casualties? Um, well, of the the three w- rookie wings that have now hit the front, um, about, I'd, well, let's see, yeah, okay. Um, 14 of them have died, but they're all sort of fighting now and they're spread out thin. It so is like a game of chess. You let the prawns die first. The prawns? <laughs> you let the prawns mm. die first, says Baston. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so and this fighting has become a mess, but they're quickly dying. They're outclassed. Okay. And at that point, are you hitting towards the thinness? Yep. So you start to punch through. Now, the way this works is we go into combat really quickly. It's three rounds to punch through to a distance close enough to the tower where you can breach it. But in order to do that, you're going to have to lead the way. Okay, okay yep. So, Jeremy, um, we'll start with you in the initiative. You need to give the orders. You gave two wings guarding the ship. What? That's <laughs> what you said. You said crystal and gold ring. Yeah, and then there's two behind it, them. So there's three on either side. Three, so there's three including... Oh, no. We're doing it again. Um, so cu- it's surrounded by six craft. So for half of them, do you want them to cover, attack, or scatter? Cover the ship as it goes in. Co- attack this... this. Uh, at, okay, yeah. So at the front, um, the two at the front will 
uh, attack. You're not giving individual orders to the ships. You give them to wings. Giving to wings. Okay. Why are they called wings? That's so a wing is a group of ships. Yeah, okay, each, make each an attack sh- action. Each ship has make two wings. Make an attack wings. action. Why? <laughs> All right, 16. You did really well. Congratulations. <laughs> um, eight methods die. Excellent. Next up is you, Frizo. I'm flying towards We're the... We're in the landing craft. Great, together. excellent. Make a wisdom saving throw. That's uh, a 17. Wonderful. You guys have got, you guys have got um, guns mounted on the you ship. You piloted really well. That's a good point. Both of you are in guns. Pintle mounted guns. Make an attack action. Pew, pew, pew. Both of you. You miss. You, you hit. Seven Yay. more. Dead. Excellent. Your turn. Bonus action. Uh, 17. Congratulations. Some of you guys died, but you killed them all. Yay. I've learned an important lesson. You really have. I don't know what made you think that I would be able to handle that in the moment. <laughs> you did a really good job. Only some of your people died. Uh, so the Mephit war between um, the Mephits and the Hummingbirds is still fighting, but you breach through the thin point in the shield that they have erected and you skid down to the ground um, and s- manage to come down low through what seems to be an archway. As soon as you go through, you pass through a shimmering field and you realize with a sort of certainty that you have, you're inside the atmosphere of this tower and it's safe to disembark. The fight still rages behind you. All right, you're so all welcome. Can I give the order for the rest of the fleet to withdraw? Um, They're engaged in the fight, that you can, but it will yeah. take them some time to break, break free. Yeah, tell, so you, tell, tell them to go home. Kabo- you give the order to Caboose? Caboose. Yes, sir. Uh, retreat at your leisure. Is that a command? <laughs> Good enough for me. You're doing very well. Can I talk to Caboose? Uh, yeah. Uh, Caboose? Yep. Free Nespresso's for all fighter pilots. Thank you very much, Commander Filge. And uh, Not the Afogados. <laughs> just a like basic Nespresso pod. I feel you are distracting him from the active combat situation that he's in, <laughs> but he tries to memorise your order. Uh-huh. As the ships glide down to a landing point, uh, do you disembark? Yeah. Yeah. You make your you make your way out of the landing pods and you find yourselves in an open cavernous space, the sort of equivalent of the hangar space of this tower, obviously where the methods were launched from. In the center of the room there is a blinking single blinking diode on a small pillar that is on a sort of raised dais. A single blinking what looks like a a, a button or a terminal that's Ooh. in the center of the room. All right, Frizo, this is you. Sure, okay, I approach the, uh, the dais. Great. Uh, you walk up very, very slowly towards the dais, and you realise that, yeah, it's a screen and there's a single button in front of it. I press the button. Okay, uh, you press it, suddenly words appear on the screen, and it says, handprint identified, Frizo. Press button to release master locks and confirm perimeter secured. Yep. You press the button again? Yep. Securing perimeter and a nova of energy explodes out from the tower and every single Tinker Gnome Ace Pilot dies. Uh, what? Frizo's gonna just radio back to Logens quickly. Because <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else but static is on every other... Is everyone on our ship or just the fighter pilot? Just the fighter pilot. Ah. Logens, can you All hear me? All those Nespresso's uh, for nothing. Hi, something's gone wrong with the comms. I've lost every single pilot. Can Logens, you... uh, can you get in touch with Barbara in HR? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're going to need to get an ad on like seek.com <laughs> just to let's get we're going to need to do some hiring I think. Yeah, I'm going to go on to fantasyseek.com for you. Excellent. Thank you Logens. We're going to need uh, about 6 wings worth of <laughs> pilots. That, that's somewhere between 48 and 87 <laughs> pilots. Um, you are, another thing that happens as well as the Nova of Energy, a a sort of metal staircase snakes down from the middle of the room and it comes all the way from the centre of the ceiling. This huge staircase dominating the room corkscrews down and lands with a thump at the foot of the tower in the room that you're in. Alright, does it look trapped at all? What? Does it look like there's traps on it? Like, can I see Are you searching for traps? Are you searching yeah, for traps up, or does it look a, like a, there's traps? Are, are, are there any, yeah, are there any paint precariously cans? Dangling. Is Joe you, Pesci hanging around? You can't look up a spiral staircase. Oh. oh. Is, that, is that why they make them like that? Oh my god. Because <laughs> if it's a straight stair, if it's a, like an escalator style one. Sorry. Do you mean just stairs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do an 
Stairs uh, in the classic escalator what style. What are you going to do? Hey, gonna, sorry, what are you going to do? What kind, of, what kind of check are you going to do? Uh, I cannot, I guess. Do yeah. you uh, It's 5 plus 5 is 10. Yeah, great. Um, it looks magical. Um, you know, the, you, as far as you can tell, there is no, um, there's no particular, nothing particularly magical about the staircase now that it has descended. All right, let's, let's hike our way up the stairs. Okay, you, wake, you work your way up and soon you pass through the hangar and the stairs continue upwards. The room gets more domestic, more interior kind of sort of nicer than the cold flagstones of the ground floor and there is now artwork on the walls as you continue to ascend. What kind of artwork is it? Is it is it like Van Gogh's? Is it like haunted paintings it's, of Friso? It's what a, are we <laughs> Interesting you mentioned that. Interesting you should say that. It's a lot of portraiture. Um, is this self Portraiture? In front of you, you can see a, a, a heroic frieze depicting the warlock Friezo single-handedly vanquishing the vampire Strahd while his friends cower behind a bed. Um, Interesting. On the, on the other wall, you can see single-handedly Friezo the Wise befriending the dragon at the center of the Waterdavian cult and freeing the city. Um, and then you also have um, Frieza, a big sort of anime-style wall <laughs> scroll of Frizo achieving his apotheosis as the world's greatest pop star and becoming a god over Mega Tokyo. Um, Jeremy says, Now I'm no art critic, <laughs> but I know what I like, and this is shit. <laughs> um, as Filge walks up without really looking at them, she just casually punches the Frizo <laughs> face out of each one. Right, you, as you do that, as you do walk up. Do you need up, me to roll a punch? <laughs> no, I believe you can punch a portrait, but as you get to the top portrait, you suddenly hear a muffled, Ow! And you look, and one of the portraits is rubbing its nose. Wait, did that painting just say "ow"? <laughs> uh, yeah, it did. What are you? I'm a painting. Like, like a talking one. Yeah, painting a Frizo in a security system. A painting of Frizo in a security system. A painting of Frizo and a security system. I've been imbued with his sense of paranoia. What's your name? Painting. <laughs> He's not very imaginative. <laughs> Would you like a name? Sure. Um, how about Chunkerson? Chunkerson. Chunkerson? Yep. C H U N K E. I'm writing that great idea down, Alex. That's and and Baston goes to try to shake the hand of the painting, which he can't because it's flat, and he says, "It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Chunk." Do I have to take the name? Well, yes. beggars can't be choosers. Jeremy says, uh, "Jeremy uh, says, take the name," and does um, uh, an Angelica Houston in the Witches like flick of him on the painting. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, welcome home, Mr. Freeze Officer. Hello, Chunkerson. <laughs> <laughs> I st- I see you're still as paranoid as you ever were. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, as per your request, are you ready for the second part of the validation? Uh, look, I'm going to be honest, I've forgotten a lot of my memories. Yeah, this was the fear, I suppose. One of the reasons why I was put here. <laughs> I would actually, I would really like to believe that and just let you up. But And the thing about you <laughs> being very paranoid is that you said, if you ever forgot all your memories, I should assume that you are hostile to the great plan. Yeah, you did say that, so. All right, is there a, what, what's the second part of the test then? All right, let's go. Uh, you want to do it? You want to do the thing? No, I'm asking what it is. No, no, you, you I was under strict instructions to tell you nothing, Mr. Freeze Officer. Oh, all right. Let's do it, Freezer. Let's do it then. You want to do it? You want to, he says, yeah, you want to do the do thing? Yeah, you yeah. want to do the Batman Forever thing? <laughs> you want to do the Batman Forever thing? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And um, suddenly the doors in front of you, uh, which was previously locked, opens, but suddenly three pneumatic tubes, chonk, 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 slam down over you, Filge, you, Baston, and one that seems a bit too small over you, Jeremy Scaleson. Um, does it just come to my shoulders? No, no, you're just it's a real squeeze. Oh, right. Um, you, you feel a whir and a suction, and suddenly you find yourselves floating inside these tubes, and then circles of the ground of the staircase underneath fall away, and what seems an impossibly somehow, because presumably the staircase is below, but there seems to be roaring fires underneath the tubes. All right, we've tested the flesh, it's you, but now we've got to test the spirit as per your request. So, uh-huh, in accordance with the protocol. And as he says this, a tiny little, one, 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 once more, a little terminal exudes from his portrait with three single buttons on them, each a silhouette of a halfling, a human, and an orc. Vent least critical companion. 
Uh, kill Bobby. <laughs> Can he hear us? Can we talk? So or is you, it? Uh, you say that and then there's the halfling button? I, I hit the halfling button. God. Um, Jeremy, I want you to know this tube wasn't meant for you. And if you're worth your weight in salt, you'll uh, be able to uh, stick to the sides. Uh, um, right. well, he's not a gecko! <laughs> But Look, it's, it, it's an Roger. He's like he's like Augustus Gloop. I was about to say. If I'm Augustus Gloop in this, surely I get yeah. uh, uh, advantage. Venting, Bobby. Roger that. And the tube starts to the, the suction leaves, and you start to slowly sink down, and you can feel the flames underneath you, and they're getting very, very hot indeed. You are sinking slowly because you are kind of in a bit of an Augustus Gloop situation, <laughs> but there's no way out, as far as you can tell. Okay. Well, there is a way out. But it's it's down. It's hard <laughs> fire. Can you like? Can you clamber up? Well, yeah. What, He's not I, a gecko. Well, I guess my I, I assume that my hands are by my sides. You can try to climb up. You can make for me an athletics check if you want. DC eighteen. Um, are these glass? I uh, know it's it's crystal. It's crystal. Okay. Um, that's, that's a you know. That's a six. Yeah. So you watch from the outside. Well, most of you watch. Frizo, I think, I guess, is lost in his own thought. But you all watch as Jeremy suddenly soundless begins to flail in the tube and then puts his hand, hands up trying to find some suction. But a gecko, he is not. And he is face to face with you, Filge, as he begins to slide down and his eyes open wide in panic as he di- slowly slides down the tube into the fire, which then, s- <laughs> which then slams shut um, and the tube slowly raises up and the room is empty. Give me your character sheet. <laughs> can we cut? Can we cut to um, to Starburst? Johnny Starburst with the crystals on his face. Yep. Yep. Johnny Starburst is there, and he suddenly uh, he's playing space poker, and then the the green reptilian shard winces suddenly, and begins to flicker, and then goes fully bright again and at that moment the portrait opens and Jeremy Scaleson is ejected from inside it holding a piece of paper which written on Frizo's hands is simply the line never forget what I did for you (laughs) and the portrait says the spirit was willing test succeeded and the door opens you didn't even hesitate. <laughs> Why would I? Wait, look, look. Because... <laughs> uh, by the way, I figured like... It's we... really important that Jeremy felt... You felt everything, you heard everything, you died, and then through the magic of Frieza, you've been returned. But I think Frieza would have done that with confidence, though. Yeah. Frieza would have known... I'm just saying I... that Jeremy saw you do it. And paintings yeah. like, oh no, sorry, Chunkerson. <laughs> it's like, man, yeah, I, I was, I never thought we'd have to do that, you know. Was, what was the other way? No, I just mean I didn't think we'd have to do this protocol. Do you want to get the tube? Sorry. Do you want to get the tube? I'm good, thank you very much. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you were. <clears throat> what are we? In, are we still in tubes? No, no, tubes the tubes have all disappeared. What? It's just Jeremy sitting on the ground holding a piece of paper. <laughs> Um, Jeremy, if you'd like to say anything right now. <laughs> yeah, a quiet word. <laughs> uh, Jeremy uh, leads you away a few steps down the staircase. Frizo is sweating a lot. <laughs> Jeremy holds up the piece of paper. Balls it up in his fist. And slugs Frizo right in the nose. <laughs> Make There's an attack. I know. <laughs> More than fair. 15, yep, that hits. Um, yes. That's D, uh, D4 plus your strength, which is plus one. That's five points of damage. Um, I uncurl my fist and flatten out the piece of paper. And I say, never forget what I have done for you. I would have killed you in an instant just now. Were it not for the fact that you are useful to me. <laughs> the moment you stop being useful... To me, Jeremy Scaleson, (laughs) I promise on the heart of my love, you will die painfully. 
No, that, that seems fair. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I smooth the piece of paper onto his chest <laughs> and walk back. As the Phil oh. yells out, "Did you boys make out?" <laughs> and and Baston yells, "Did you boys make out?" <laughs> Making your way up the spiral of the staircase through the door that a, the death of a dragon friend has granted you, you find yourself in a room that seems strangely familiar. These stairs level out into a small cell, um, austere. It seems there is a narrow bunk against a the wall the the <laughs> floor is flagstones with straw strangely scattered across them and a high window um, lets a shaft of light pierce the gloom next to that bunk is a small writing desk and a which holds on it a book and a small ball of quinoa make for me quickly an intelligence check Frizo. That's uh, 13. 13, okay. You recognise this room to be the room that you spent many years growing up in. This is your room in the cloisters of the Temple of Mr. and Dagger. Oh, this is the bedroom. Or a reproduction of it. Oh. Like an Ikea showroom? Yeah. With, there's, <laughs> a toilet, there's a toilet and it's got the plastic covers. <laughs> is, it, is it real quinoa or when you tap it, it's just like a, like a, a plastic surface? <laughs> you actually, t- as you tap it, it sort of... Um, glitters and tessellates and breaks and you realise it's an illusion. The whole thing is there to be comforting to someone. I mean, I mean, in, in the defence of the quinoa, it tessellates and breaks even when it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you don't get any on your fingers. Uh, I'm going to... If this is a recreation of the room I grew up in, I'm going to see if there is a hologrammed stored version of my spellbook. Well, there is a book. There's the book on the table. Yeah. Is that my spell book? You go and investigate it? Uh, yes. Uh, it's a book you've never seen before. It's certainly not a book that you grew up with. It is, a, it is locked and chained to the table and written in almost childlike scroll on the cover is Frizo's Diary, Keep Out. Mm. All right. Open that up. <laughs> I see Open no that right up. <laughs> is there a key nearby? Uh, none that you can see. Uh, what happens if I if, if I touch the book? Does is, does it does it shimmer away? No, it's actually it it stays. It and the bed and the table may be the only real things in the room. Right. Okay. So we probably need to bust open this book. It's a book. Just open it. It's chained. It is chained to the desk. But chained over the cover, so we can't open it. Right? Yeah. Can yeah. You, can you can you slip the chains off? No, no, no. It's, it's so <laughs> there is a lock and it's chained at the center. All right. Where did you keep the key for your diary when you were a kid? In under my bed, maybe? All right. Lift up the bed. Okay, you check underneath the bed. Yeah. Uh, you search the bed. It doesn't seem to have anything there. All right, what else is real? Um, if you're touching everything, it seems that most most other stuff, there's a broom, um, there's the actual door that lead, would lead out into the monastery. They're all fake. Okay, but the table is real. Table is real. The bed is real. Oh, Scaleson, do you still have that gun? Yes. Can you just shoot open the chain? This would be the second time you guys ruin a spectral lance trying to jimmy the chains <laughs> off something. What? Is that a, what's a spectral lance? They're the guns you got last time. Oh, that's the gun, yeah. Oh, I thought I had a gun gun. I oh, thought no, it was a gun gun. No, you gun. also have a gun. Oh, you mean yeah, the gun Yeah, the gun gun, gun that, he, that he caught in his tail. Yo, you, sorry, yeah. the, the gun that Mr. Sauer gave Frieza. You do have that, yeah. Yeah, yeah which Scalson now has. Yeah, um, maybe do an arcana check and see if this can be magically opened. <laughs> I could do a jump kick at the book. <laughs> All right, that's done. <laughs> it's like he never left. <laughs> Frizo, I will need you to hold the book up so that I can jump kick no, at it. It's, it's, uh, I will need you to hold the book up so that I can jump kick uh, at it. Oh, that arcana check is a natural 20. Oh, Ooh. congratulations. The book hums with magic. Is there anything else magical in the room? Well, think about an arcane. Is there anything else magical? And hold up the humming magic book. Best on fly kicks the book. Uh, congratulations. That's a natural 20 as well. Yeah! I'm the best! <laughs> uh, so before Frieza can say, hang on, that book is definitely magical, Baston takes a running jump. Um, who, Baston, who has taken his shirt off, unbeknownst to you for some reason in the background. I've had it off for quite some time. It just wasn't important to my character's story yet. <laughs> and then he kicks the table, which flies back against the walls, cracks at a certain angle, and the desk parts the chains with it, and the book 
falls to the ground. Yay! Only because that was a 20. Suck my ass, Eden Lacey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Take that, magic. All right, I swoop, I swoop down and pick up the book. Okay, you grab the book. Yep, so you're holding the book. Um, and I said, and I bring Baston over. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, you're, your turn to read it out loud. <laughs> what did it say? So have you opened it or is she going to... I've opened it. Th- thank you. Thank you. It says, Dear Diary. No, so. <laughs> <laughs> you the Chongus the bo- is getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the name of the episode. No. Mother says... Episode 14, the Chongus is normal. Episode 16, the Chongus is getting worse. (laughs) Take that, George R.R. Martin. No. You, um, the book. A chance of Chonguses. (laughs) The book for the first few pages as you flick through seems to be written in a strange cipher that you don't recognize. It's not a language, it's clearly a code of symbols. It's the scratches of a madman. Oh, I would say it's definitely the scratches of a madman. All right. Um, and so you, yes. I, F- F- Filch, I, you, you read for a bit. Your voice is better. Mm, that's true. Um, um, is this recognisable as any language or is, is it's like a, code. Just a cipher? It's okay. quite clearly a code. Okay. Uh, and it's not a code that you recognise. Are you looking, Fraser? Uh, or have you backed away into a corner since you found out this was magic? Am, am I... Uh, no, well, are, are they kind of shielding Are you shielding it from me? Yeah, I was, but... Oh, can I hold it up to a mirror? Because that's code sometimes. So... <laughs> Phil just done many in escape room, but no. Um. <laughs> All right. Oh, Phil would be so great in an escape room. <laughs> Imagining it's very similar to Alex in it's an like, escape room. It's like, all right, room. and uh, your escape room time. Remember, this is the button. Just hit that if you need anything. You got 60 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you very much. Just give me a call if you need anything. And you t- look for UV lights. There's a bit of a tip I'm for out. me. And then just, Phil just punches through the wall. <laughs> just imagining Phil with their enormous hands, like a tongue sticking out, trying to do a little combination lock. <laughs> should nail it. 12 seconds is easy. <laughs> Uh, all right, Frieza, what this say? Uh, I don't recognise it. But it's from your childhood, presumably. Yeah. So what code did you use? Do I know? I don't know at all. Uh, you've only looked, as I said, through the first few pages, but it, it all seems to be written in this code. It's gibberish. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, let's flip to the end. Fl- flip to the last page. So you flip to the last page and you see wedged in the, basically the jacket of the book, there is what seems to be a note against the last page. Uh, there's a, a letter, in fact. Is it is it like stuck in with washi tape and like it's got cute little... Yeah, yeah it, it's actually, <laughs> it's, it's uh, Japanese washi tape is securing it there. What does it say? It's a letter, so it's is in it, an envelope. Is it, is it also in the code? Is it, is it addressed to anyone or anything? Uh, yes, it's addressed to you, Frieza. It says to Frieza. And it's sealed? Uh, no, it's opened. All right, let's, let's bust it open. Okay, so you're taking it? Mm-hmm. All right, so Frieza, you pull the letter out of the book, and as you do, it comes easily, but as soon as you do, you suddenly spot what seems to be a glowing rune that was placed underneath the letter, and the moment you see it, your mind screams with eldritch possibilities and make Ooh. for me a um, wisdom saving throw, DC 17. Uh, 15 plus... 15... Uh, plus nothing is 15. So the glyph of warding explodes in your face and you take uh, only 12 points of damage. (laughs) Well, I only had seven. (laughs) This is a very good book. (laughs) Uh, Great, then you begin to die. Make for me a death saving throw. Uh, that's 16. All right, you succeed your first saving throw as you collapse to the ground. Uh, the glyph exploded is now mundane, and you can pick up... Say so anyone can pick up the letter. I just, yeah, we just step over Frieza's body, <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I get Baston to open the letter. Great. Baston? Um, just so you know, Jeremy picks up Frieza's body and just uh, cradles him in his arms. Oh, you is... perv. <laughs> um, the letter is in a hand that you recognise... As belonging to Bobby Pancakes, uh, oh, and to read brother. the letter uh, in yeah. his voice. Frizo. Max and I saw what happened to you at the fault line. 
we saw you die. We saw you come back. None of the others know what we saw, but we'll tell them if we need to. We know what you are, know what you're trying to become. We can't, we can help you. We can find a way to lift this curse, but if you don't stop this madness now, we will stop you. And as Baston finishes reading the letter, you look down at the corpse that you were ignoring that was dying even as it breathes its last, and then it seems to glitch. And in that moment, the room seems to twist and recreate itself, and suddenly, Frizo, you are standing there again with full hit points restored. You've been brought back to life for the second time in two days. And you're beginning to realize that something is truly wrong. But what is wrong? To find that out, tune in to the next episode of Dragon Friends. Thank you. The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Michael Hing, Eden Lacey and Simon Griner and are DM'd by David Harmon with NPC voices by me, Ben Jenkins. Our guest this week is Emma Balfour, who was a real good sport. Shakira Khan designs our website. The podcast is mixed by Beth McMullen and recorded live at the Giant Dwarf Theatre with music by Dan and Liam Scarrett. Bye! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.